I'm going to talk about pie today, so it should be good, right? Ooh, everybody's thinking about pie already. All right, let's pray. Mm. Our Father God in heaven, Lord, we thank you for who you are. God, we thank you for what you're doing. Uh, Lord, I ask over the next few minutes that you just uh, open our, uh, our ears to, to let our heart listen to what it is you're saying. Uh, God, as we um, uh, dive into your word and as we uh, discuss a few things that uh, may, may be a little foreign, but m- maybe not, maybe it's just a little bit clarity, maybe it's some that, that, that uh, it's a truth that uh, we didn't really understand or realize before, but uh, God, I, I just pray that we, can, that we can hear your word and your words just, uh, j- just, just penetrating and feeling penetrating our heart. Uh, so we can be uh, like the, those on the day of, of Pentecost that, that, that said um, that they were cut to the heart and uh, their lives were different because your word just penetrated deep into the heart. God, we know that no program that we do or ministry or anything um, has power in it um, outside of you. Uh, so Holy Spirit, just uh, be here with us today as, as you dwell inside of us, manifest yourself uh, amongst us so that uh, we can... Um, just be guided in your truth, and we can walk by the Spirit and not by the flesh. And we pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. So we are doing good today so far? The week's good thus far? All right. Um, so we're going to continue on in our series, uh, Creating Culture. Now, when we started this series, uh, this is what, week three in the series, um, the, the, the whole understanding that we're, we're doing is uh, that, uh, or we have, is uh, when I say we, it's like me, and I'm hoping that we're coming into it, you're all coming into this understanding as well, is that we need to have a culture inside of our church that's different from the culture outside of our church. Um, if we're, and that's not meaning that we are going to, and, and as I was preparing for this uh, this week, it kept on running through my head, it's like, we're not reverting back to um, a, a legalistic way of doing things as uh, some may have experienced growing up. Uh, we're not talking about legalism. Legalism is trying to, uh, to act a certain way to gain God's favor and to look uh, apart a, a in front of everybody that you're really not. What we want to do is we don't want a fake facade. What we want is we want the truth to be lived out in our lives and in the Holy Spirit working uh, through us and in us to uh, impact the world around us. So that's what the, the, this whole idea with creating culture and, and what we're doing is we're looking at this, this principle that is talked um, about uh, throughout the New Testament, um, the, this, this word alelon. Uh, I think by now you guys are probably more familiar with it than you have been before. If that's new to you, uh, don't, don't get freaked out or anything. All that is is uh, the, the Greek word um, of one another. Uh, but that one another, it, it marks, it's, it's not just a, 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 um, a word and all by itself. It, 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 it's a, a pronoun that marks reciprocation. Now, when we talked about the reciprocation, we talked about those old-fashioned saws where you have two people, on, one on one side and one on the other, and they're going back and forth and back and forth. You understand? You get that mental picture? Oh, we alive? Okay, all right, there we go. Um, just want to make sure you're with me so far. Uh, and, uh, or or let's, let's, let's get out of the power tools because some people are missing fingers because of it um, or have scars. We talked about that. Uh, I'm guilty. But uh, maybe like a seesaw, you know, like a, or I'm sorry, a teeter-totter. That's what we called it when we were growing up, right? A teeter-totter. You know, a teeter-totter goes up and down, up and down. You have to have two people to do a teeter-totter. Because if you have one person and, and they go up and the person on the other, de- other end decides, cherry bomb! <laughs> Who remembers that? That's why I have back issues now. Um, 
But <laughs> Bobby, you know. No, no, Bobby attacked me with a chainsaw one time, but that was he never cherry bombed me. No, it wasn't reciprocated. It was gushing out of my knee. Uh, we'll, we can tell that story some other time. But understand that the, uh, the, the, the word alelon, this, this pronoun which uh, uh, marks reciprocation between two individuals or, or groups of, of people, this, uh, this, this word is used over 100 times in the New Testament alone. And, and what we've done is, is uh, you know, looking through all this, 47 of those times that it, it is used out of the 100, uh, it, it's used as instructions for the church. So, I mean, if somebody tells you something 47 times, and that's no exaggeration, like me talking to my kids, I've told you 47 times to not leave clothes on top of your dresser. Anybody else have that problem? My, my, my dad, had, you have that problem? So they inherited it from you. Man, send him the bill. Um, I've told you 47. No, 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 no. I really haven't told them 47. It's more like a million. But no, in here, there's 47 of these, in these times that the, the uh, Lelon is used, this one another uh, pronoun that, 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 that marks reciprocation. It's used, it's used um, in, in, as instruction for the church. So I think that that's a good understanding for us that, that, that has the, the, this, uh, um, uh, I, I would say, a big neon sign that is attached to it saying, important, important, oh, important, right? Neon blinking sign. What, do they use neon signs anymore? Maybe a big LED sign with a, like a big Goodyear blimp going across it and say, we don't fly just for anybody so, or whatever. I don't know what their, their, their trademark is now. But understanding, regardless, I know, get to the point. 47 times it's used. So we have taken, I have taken this and looked at, at all these, these 47 and put them into eight categories and, and then just put a little title that's called the Alelon Principle. So understanding that this, this Alelon principle is, is taken directly from Scripture, what we have done then is I've, I've defined this for us as we go through so we can have a better understanding. The, the Alelon principle is this, and I, I, I put it, I think it's in your notes, um, and it was there last week, it's there again. The Alelon principle is the Spirit-empowered actions. Now, it's, it's important. We talked a little bit last week about that. The Spirit-empowered actions between believers that define the intended culture of the community of Christ's disciples. So, Spirit-empowered actions here. Now, what I want to do today is, is I just want to do two things. And yes, I will talk about pie. But I want to do two things. The first thing that I want to do is to explain to you that this principle, the Alelon principle, is intended for the church. Now, let that sink for a second. Now, it's intended for the, the church. I'm not talking about actions outside the church, and, and we'll get that there in a moment. But the Alelon principle in which I'm teaching you, and as we're looking at this, is intended uh, by uh, God to give us, give us this principle for His church and how it's to, to operate. And then the second thing I want to do today is just give you two more of the, um, the one another's. Uh, today will be uh, welcome, uh, welcome one another and encourage one another. So, but, but back to the, the first point I, I want to make here. The first point that I want to make is I want to explain to you how this principle that is, is delivered to us uh, by God through His Word is intended for a believer-to-believer -believer, uh, action. It's a, it's a believer-to-believer -believer action, not a believer-to-an-unbeliever action. Um, now, let me explain that, because some of you are already looking at me funny. Um, 
and I already told Miss Stephanie, she said, hey, you're tall, and I said, I'm handsome too, I, I understand that. I know you're not looking at me because I'm handsome, not, but, but listen, listen here, the, 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 this understanding that I'm empowered by God to act a certain way, what we're focusing on is believer to believer, when I say believer to believer, that's a, a, a child of God to a child of God, a, 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 a Christian, a born again, one who has surrendered their life to Christ to someone else who has surrendered their life to Christ. We are not talking about how we are to interact with the world. Now, when I say that, that does not negate our responsibility, nor does it negate the, 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 the importance of us being a witness to the world. We do need to be a witness. So, but but for, the, for our time together, what I want to focus on is I want to focus on how we are, are to um, act upon, with one another inside of the body, the local body, when we gather, so that we can be a better impact for the world that's all around us. Because think about it. Just, just think about this. Humor me for a second. If we were to go out and invite a whole bunch of people to a bunch of, uh, uh, of um, unsettled and chaotic ways of doing things, and we were to bring them into, what, what would happen? There would just be more chaos, right? God's church is not designed to be chaotic. Although we have, our, and I love this, that, that uh, we have our, our kids program is called Chaos. Kids can be chaos, but it, it means something. It, it, what is it, it, it's choosing Him as our Savior, right? Or no, confessing. Confessing Him as our Savior. So that's what chaos is there. But understanding that God has a design for His church. God's design for His church is so that the world can see, wow, there's difference inside of these people. I want some of those different, some of that difference. It's so that we can be witnesses, and that so we cannot be hypocrites, because that's the problem I think that we fall into. Is we have a tendency of like, yeah, I'm a Christian, but my life doesn't show that. I don't live. Well, remember what we talked about last week that it's the belief that should determine the behavior. What we want to do is we want to have a solid belief, so our behaviors follow that that belief. And as, I, as we look at this Leilon principle, I think that this is a good uh, standard for us and, and a good um, um, uh, centering, centering point or a good foundation for us to, to understand or to see the culture in which we're, we're to have uh, with inside of our church. So what I want to do is I want to look at Ephesians chapter 5 real quick. Because, and this is not one of the one another's. This is, um, this is to help us understand that our, our spirit intended, or our, our, our spirit empowered, I should say, our spirit empowered actions that, that, that are to believers, believer to believer, that we're focusing on today, it has a purpose. And it has a purpose greater than maybe some of us really, uh, really think or, or, or have been told in, in the past. What I want to do is I want to look at verse um, chapter 5 of Ephesians, verse 25. And uh, 25, 26, and 27. Um, now, th- this, is a, this is one of the, those passages that most people go to when they do a marriage uh, series or a sermon on marriage and everything. Uh, but but I, wa- I want us to understand the, the real focus behind this. Look at verse 25 with me. It says, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. So right there, it is helping us understand the importance of the church. Now, now, now do not, 
Do not be the one or some of the ones in here and, and, and try to say, well, he's talking about Paul here. Paul's talking about the universal church. Big C, little C church, it doesn't matter. We are an expression of. We are the local assembly gathered together. We are the church. So understand that, that as we read this, that Christ loves us. He loved us. And what did he do? He gave himself up for her. Christ gave his life so that y'all can sit here right now. I don't think, and, and, and please don't, I don't want to insult, insult anybody's intelligence or their spiritual, uh, their, their spiritual growth or whatever. I, I would be hard-pressed to, 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 to think that anybody, when they w- woke up this morning, the thought, had the thought go through their mind, I get to go gather because Christ gave his life so that I could go and listen to some mediocre music um, not, not, it doesn't have anything to do with the singers. It was when, when, when it was even better when, when I kind of stepped out, wasn't it? That, yeah, it was, it's okay. But here, here's the, I, I stepped out so somebody else can step in. So just anyways, um, but you didn't wake up this morning thinking that Christ gave his life. Maybe some of you did. But the majority of the time, what happens is, as Christians, we, over, we, we overlook what is just supposed to be straight there in front of us, right there in our face. And the fact of the matter is here is that, that Christ loved, loved the church and gave himself up for her. So with that thought in our mind, it said that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word. I look at that and I'm like, okay, so that, that, that explains, it explains the, the, the church pretty well because the church can be dirty. Well, we can't just think, oh, we come together and everything's going to be okay. No, there, there, there's some work that, we, that needs to be done. We've got to do this work. Verse 27, this is why this work has to be done. This is why we have to have understanding of the way in which God wants us to act towards one another. Like last week, love one another, serve one another. This week, welcome one another, and then encourage one another. These, these one another, they're, they're important because through us acting this way, not being behaviorally modified, but by the Spirit of God working in us so that we can act this way, we are doing what, it, what he says here needs to take place. So, so that, verse 27 so that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. Man, I, I get it. We're not perfect. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that we have to be perfect. What I'm, I am saying that is we can't be lazy. There is, an important, uh, there is an important task in which we've been given. We have been given the responsibility to, to, to come under the authority of Scripture, to come under what God has given to us so that we can be transformed. Why do we need to be transformed? Because it says that we are the bride. And being the bride, it says he wants to, it, what does it say there? Present the church to himself in splendor. Think about that. Think about the, the, the wedding day of you know, those Cinderella weddings and everything. Think about the bride and being all gussied up and everything. Think about the bride that being presented to the husband. And that moment and that picture that is to be communicated there of just like pure joy. I look at these one another's as the cleansing, helping us cleanse and be cleansed from the world so that we can be, when we're presented to, to, to uh, when we're presented, we can be presented in, in splendor. 
So, so let, let that think about, or let that sink in about the importance of why we're doing this. We're not just doing this so we can say, oh, hey, our church is about this thing called the Leilon principle. You want to be a part of it? No, this goes back to the motivation of why we do this. Because Christ gave us life so we can do this. So we can look at the life in which we have and we can understand that it is not just all about the present. That we have a future that is going to be even greater than what is right now. But it communicates we got responsibility right now. That's where the hard part comes in for some people. It's like, well, I, I just want to come to church and then, you know, go home and watch the, the, the football game. Well, I mean, that's, that's not what the church was intended for. The, the church was not intended for some people just to gather together and then disperse and be gone until next time they gather. The church was designed so we can be the, that local assembly of, of God's people coming together to serve and worship Him. Not just once a week, but with our lives throughout all of our lives. So it, it, it communicates, the, the, and, and this, this terminology, and this use of, of wording of this bride, this is, this is intended for life. Like, I, I know that my wife can get upset with me. Believe it or not, she can get upset with me, but that doesn't make her any less my bride. Right? She might want to throw something at me. But I mean, but it doesn't make in the same thing, like we as a church, yeah, we can be messy, but we don't have to stay in that mess. Right? It's okay not to be okay, but it's not okay to stay not okay. God bless you. But understanding that that it's it's those moments that we have, we have purpose. There's a reason why we come together, not just up, oh, I did my church thing. Make the wife happy, make the, the, the husband happy or whatever. No, 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 no. We, we're coming together so that we could be washed with water by the Word of God. And that the Word can penetrate our hearts and we can be changed. We can be different people. Not people like our idea of different, but people that are different for God. Which is scary for some. Some people be like, I, I just uh, hurry up and, and shut up. The only reason I came was for the chili. I, I get it. I get it. I want chili too. But understanding there's a transformation that, that is taking place that God wants us to be different. So let's do this. Let's look at uh, the, the, the two one another's because now when, when I said, remember I said I was going to talk about pie a little bit. I, I look at the one another's uh, as like the filling, the good stuff in which we, want, we, we all enjoy. But if you're like me, you're not too fond of, of the crust, I know, I get it. I'm just saying, some people really, really like the crust. And some people really, really, really like the foundational principles, like I just said about the whole, it's believer to believer, empowered, spirit empowered to actions to believer to believer. Now, some people really dig that, like, yes. But some people are like, yeah, okay, whatever, move on to something that's going to apply to my life. Well, here, I believe that understanding the, 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 this, this, how the Spirit has empowered us to do these actions, I look at that as like the crust of the pie. Because without the crust of the pie, you're just going to have a bunch of filling that's going to be unmanageable inside the dish, right? So, so the, the, the pie crust, it gives that foundation. So when we're talking about these one another's, the foundation that we have is it's, that, that we are empowered by the Spirit to be able to do these one another's, and we understand the parameters in which they're to be done in, right? Believer to believer. This is how the church is supposed to act towards one another. So this is the, the, the pie crust. Now we're going to get into the good filling. What's your favorite filling? Cherry, pumpkin? 
Apple? Pecans? No, no, is it pecan or is it pecan? Pecan, thank you. It's pecan. P-E-C-A-N. Pecan. Well, do you say, I can do that? I cannot? No, it's you can. Can, pecan. We'll arm wrestle later, Miss Stephanie. I, can't, I, I ain't talking right. I get it, I get it, I get it. So let's get into the pecan filling here. Uh, turn to uh, Romans chapter 15. If you're in Ephesians, turn to, to, to the left a, a few books there. To the left, to the left, to the left. To the, oh, sorry. Uh, slide. So uh, we're going to slide into this passage here. Look at, at, at with me at uh, Romans. I just want to read verses four through 15, 4 through, um, through 7. Focusing on really verse 7, but we're gonna, it's important to, to read all of, of that text. Verse 4, Romans chapter 15 says this, For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction. Now, when, when Paul says that, he's talking about the, uh, the Old Testament Scripture, the Hebrew Bible here. So if anybody tells you, oh, the Hebrew Bible really doesn't matter, you only really need the New Testament, run away from them as if they have snakes in their hand. Because they might have snakes in their hand. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, but no, the, the, there is importance in all, all scriptures breathed out by God and profitable. So here Paul is, is really emphasizing that for whatever was written in the former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. So that, that, that explains us, oh, the, where's the hope we have? Well, in the, even in the Old Testament, the coming of the Messiah was a, a, the, the, the dominant theme. Jesus was in the Old Testament, people, just as much as he's in the New Testament. And this is what they're explaining here. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in, in such harmony with one another in accord with, Jesus, or with Christ Jesus that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 7 is, is where we're going to get our, our, our next one another here. Therefore, so because all of that is true, therefore... Welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. Now, I want to talk about what, what that means to welcome one another real quick, because I, I think it, it is um, one of those terms, kind of like love, that, that we get uh, um, a, a, a bad understanding of. Because we can think, oh, welcome one another. Anybody's welcome. Come on in. But, but listen, you can welcome it, and maybe, maybe you haven't done this with me, but Say I'm coming over to your house. You can welcome me into your, your house, but you really don't want me to be there. Uh-huh. I mean, it's kind of like, didn't it? Says, oh, the pastor's here. Hide the booze. Put all the, 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 the uh, rated R movies away. No, 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 no. So you can, you can have somebody, you can quote-unquote welcome them, but really not want them to be there. This is not what is being communicated here. What is being communicated here in the, ver the, 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 the word that is, it is used, this welcome, it's to gladly receive someone into one's presence. So when it says here that we are to welcome one another, we are to gladly receive. So like, this is what I love about Ogre. I could go over to Ogre's house and I walk through that door and I can feel welcome because I'm gladly received, Right? You're gonna, we get, we have macaroni and cheese sometime soon. 
You've had it? What about strombolis? Oh, my goodness gracious. <sighs> welcome, man, oh, whatever. Anywho, so you're, you're welcome to come over, right? You'll gladly receive me, correct? Well, that's, a, that's, a, that's the understanding that we should have um, with one another. When, when we see one another, when we come into one another's presence, it's we are to gladly uh, receive one another. And it says, it answers, and I love this, that, that like, how, how are we to welcome one another? As Christ welcomed us. Think about that for a second. So as I'm looking at this, and it says, therefore, welcome one another, so gladly receive one another as Christ welcomed you, as Christ gr- gladly received you. If you're thinking about that right now, think about how Christ received us. He received us by dying on the cross, right? He gladly received us. So, so think about that. Let that sink in for a minute because it, it, when, when, we, when we are talking about our brothers and sisters, remember, remember we're talking about the, within the, beside the parameters, believer to believer, we're to gladly receive one another. Well, I don't like him. Well, I, I, do, you, do you think that, that, that Jesus loves everything about you? <laughs> well, he, he has to. He, 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 loves, he loves his creation and everything. Yeah, but he doesn't love the sin that's in your life. Understand this. So when, when, when Christ received us, that's the, 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 um, the way in which to re- we receive one another. As I was thinking about this and we were doing some work, I, I thought about like this statement. Christ welcomed you when you were... Still, absolutely. Turn, turn over to Romans chapter 5 real quick. Absolutely, because think about this. So we're to receive one another as Christ, or we're to welcome one another as Christ welcomed you. In Romans chapter 5, I just picked five things, and I mean, just for sake of time, we can look at this. In Romans chapter 5, look at verse 6. For while we were still weak, that's one thing, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. So, so, so right off the bat, we see... When or how, how did Christ welcome you? Um, when you were weak and when you were ungodly. You did not clean yourself up so God can receive you in. You didn't go and like, oh, i got to take a shower so I can take a bath. No, 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 no. It says that while we were still weak and while we were ungodly. It goes on to say, look at, look at verse 8. But God shows His love for us in that while we were still sinners... Christ died for us. You didn't clean up so that you could come to church. I love saying it that way because people are like, well, I can't, you know, you don't know what I've done. I can't come to church. The ceiling will fall in. No, it won't. If you, if you know the pastor, <laughs> the, the ceiling's definitely not going to fall in because I know the pastor and he was a capital S-I-N-N-E-R. It spells sinner for you Waterloo folks. <laughs> Sinner. Hey, I are one too, so it's all right. It's all, we'll discuss it later over the pecan pie. Um, but understand that, that, that Christ received me. I know this. When I was a sinner, I didn't have to clean up. And I, I don't know about you, but I've had this conversation with, with, with people like, yeah, I can't go to church, or yeah, I can't, yeah, I'm far from God. I got to get some things straight so that, you know, I can, I can, I can go to church, or I can, I can uh, you know, pursue God or whatever. Like, you got to get some things straight. Let, let, me, let me get this straight. 
Like, you don't think that God knows that your, your, your junk's out of order? Does anybody in here think that the God would be surprised when you told him what is going on or what has gone on in your life? No, God is not sitting up on the throne. I love this picture. And he's sitting up on the throne and all of a sudden the phone rings. Oh, it's Johnny. Johnny's praying to me. So he picks up the phone. Bear with me, right? I mean, I don't know how else to say it. It's a magical phone. It's cordless. Um, <laughs> But he picks up, they, they probably have really good cell service in, in, in heaven, right? I mean, they're real high and everything. So uh, God picks up the phone because Johnny's praying. He's listening to Johnny's prayers. And Johnny says, oh, God, and, and uh, man, I, 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 I sinned. You know, I, I, I looked, at, uh, I, I looked at, at, at pornography, God. God is not sitting on the, oh, oh me, right? Because most, most people, oh, my God. He's like, oh, my me. Right? I, I think of, of, of uh, um, what is it, Hot Shots, that, that movie, where they're jumping out of the plane, and then this, this Native American jumps out of the plane. Everybody else is saying, Geronimo, Geronimo, Geronimo. And this Native American, or I think that that's the correct terminology, right? The Na Native American jumps out of the plane, and he says, me! Because he's Geronimo, right? Oh! Anywho, God's not sitting on the throne being surprised at the mess that's, that's happening in your life. So don't think that you've got to get everything together so that you can get with God. Because here it says very clearly that Christ welcomed you. Christ welcomed me when I was weak, when I was ungodly, when I was a sinner. Verse 10 is what really sets it over the edge for me. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more now that we are reconciled shall we be saved by his life. We were enemies of God. Think of enemies. Think of, and I know he's dead right now, but I think of, uh, of like Osama bin Laden. It's probably, in our time, is someone we can see that was an enemy of the United States. We can look at that, 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 that picture of that hatred towards something. And we can see that, that that's easy to say. Well, I never really hated God. You never said you hated God. Your life said you hated God. And that's what made us enemies of God. Because if God is this, this perfect God who, who, who cannot be in the presence of sin, when you sin, oh, it's just against Bobby, or oh, it's just against Kalina. It's just, no, 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 no. All sin is against God. The Bible is very clear about that. What you're doing is you're creating more, more ammunition of like he's to, 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 to paint him as my, my enemy. Like I, I, I don't think God is right, so I'm going to do my, my, my way. Well, that's just my, that's my opinion. No, 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 no. You're missing the point here. You're missing the point. When you tell God he's wrong and you're right, that's sin. I know that that's not... You know, a term which people like to use nowadays. Well, it's just a little white lie. It, there's no, there is no, and, and, and I had somebody, it was Brenda, uh, sent me a picture one time uh, of um, how people view sin. 
And, and people view sin as if it's like a, uh, um, a bar graph or something. So there, there's a, a little white lie here that like I lied because I was home after my curfew. So it's a, it's a little, maybe it's only a two-inch mark. Or I, I cheated on my taxes, so it's maybe like a six-inch mark. Or whatever, and you, you can put all these lies in there, and there's these bigger lies and there's these smaller lies. Well, well, that's how we view lies, or I'm sorry, that's how we view sins, and so smaller sins, bigger sins, and that's how we are viewing sins, but how God views sins is from the top down, they're all the same. Sin is sin. So understand that, well, I'm not really that bad, it doesn't, we're not trying to measure you up to anybody. All we're saying is Christ welcomed us when we were in that state, and let's, let's do this. Because I, I, I don't think that everybody that sits in this room every Sunday um, has, is a, I, don't, I should say, I don't want to take for granted that everybody who sits in this room on any given Sunday um, understands what Christ has done, but not only just understands, but has given their life to Christ. There's a difference of knowing what Christ has done. Knowing that God is who he says he is, but knowing that Christ has died on the cross in payment for our sin. I, that, that, that's, that's important. And you can even believe that. Oh, I believe that. Okay. If you believe that, trust that to be true. It's when you go from that, I, I believe that Jesus did this, to trusting that that is the way in which I'm going to get to heaven. Because he's, that, that penalty in which he's paid, his sacrificial life, in which he, 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 he bled upon the cross... If you know that, if you believe that, if you trust that to be true, then when we're talking about the Leilon principle, if you've confessed that in your heart, if you if you said that is true, when we talk about this Leilon principle, you're in the believer category. So, I mean, let's do this. I mean, I guess this is unorthodox for us. Everybody, just close your eyes real quick. I'm not going to lead you through a sinner's prayer. I'm not going to take your wallet. I'm not going to get in line first for the pecan pie. I, I just want to do this. In, in, in this, this short, you know, 10 seconds here, like if, if you are, if you were one to say, yeah, I'm a believer, I get it, well, just say, just, just, just between you and God, just have this, hey, thank you, Jesus, or, or, or have that moment of just, I'm glad, I'm so thankful for this. Just have that moment. But if not, this would be a perfect moment just to say, you know what, God, I want to trust you. And, 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 and that, that, that whole moment where, where Jesus encounters a man that says, I believe, help my unbelief. God, I want to believe you. I want to trust you as my Savior. I want the Spirit of God to, to, to fill me. I want to be able to have a transformed life. I want to understand what this good news is, that I don't have to look every, everything here on earth and be gloom and doom, that I have a hope waiting for me. God, you welcomed me in when I was all nasty these people are talking about that I'm nasty now and I want to be clean. God, you promised to make us clean. So Father, if there's someone sitting here that hasn't had that moment where they can surrender their life saying, you're God, I'm going to trust that Jesus is and he has done what he says he has done. I'm going to trust you now. God, just let me surrender my life to you. God, if if there's someone here that's done that, I, I, I thank you. I know that the angels are, 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 are just uh, ecstatic. It says they're celebrating. But God, let us right now 
just as we finish out this, 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 this time together, just to be able to, to see that and understand that, that you're, you're real and you're really working in us. Lord Jesus, it's for your name and your glory that we pray this. Amen. Hey, let's continue on. I've got a couple more minutes and we'll be done. Hey, by the way, here, if, you're, if you're one of the, 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 the individuals that, that maybe you either recommitted your life, maybe you, you've committed your life for the first time, seek out one of the elders. All right? My, my, myself, Chuckles, or Dan, or Jake, or Kurt. How about this? Each one of you guys, hey, wave your hand. All right. Other hand. Slap your arms up and down. <laughs> Seek one out. Hey, how about this? If you're if you're if you've been here forever and you're like, you know what, I I, I want to I want to take some more steps and I, I want to be, man, I want to further grow, I want to grow in my walk with Christ. Seek the same guys out. That's what this is all about. It's understanding that that God has plan and has purpose for us. I'll get to encouraging one another right now because if not, the chili will get cold. <sighs> Hebrews chapter 10. Turn there real quick. Oh, we're doing good. We've got about 10 more minutes. 10 more minutes. We can do this, right? Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 and 25. Verse 24. Um, it says, And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as it is the habit of some, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day drawing near. This encouraging one another, what this means is to inspire with confidence or give hope to. As we, as we look here, it gives us why we are to encourage one another. Here in verse 24, it says, so that we can stir one another, one another up for what? Love and good works. Love and good works. We are to stir one another up, not stir one another up so they want to throw a dart at your forehead. Right? Stir another, one another up for love and good works. That love that we talked about last week, it's the same love in which Christ has loved us. Love and good works. Good works, what does that mean? Works that, that, that contribute to the building of God's kingdom. There's got to be a focus in there. If there's not a focus of building God's kingdom, then it's just good charitable work. That's not the good works in which we talked about here. It's building God's kingdom. How are we to do this? It says here to meet together. You can't encourage one another if you're not meeting together. Yeah, but I can text them. I can call them. I can instant message Facebook, Instagram, Graham, whatever it is, them. Uh, yeah, you can also look at a nice juicy steak on TV, right? You can even look at it on Facebook. Ooh, you can like that. Ooh, that recipe. Mm, I like that recipe. Mm. Just because you like it and you see it, you're not having any interaction with it. You can't enjoy the taste of that, 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 that juicy steak or, or backstraps. Oh, Kurt, have you cut your deer up yet? Oh, I need some backstraps. We're out. Um, but just that, 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 that savory taste, like... You, you, can't, you can't do that through a picture. You can get all worked up. Oh, I'm going to do this. Well, all I'm saying is, take time to be with people. 
Take time to be with your brothers and your sisters. Other believers, why? Because you need to encourage them. How about this? You need to be encouraging to them because they need to be encouraging to you. We are not designed to be in isolation, grow. I can grow, just me and Jesus. There is nowhere in Scripture that says it's okay to be just you and Jesus. Yeah, but that's what everybody else says. I don't care what everybody else says. I care what he says. It's personal, but it, it is not private. It's, our, our faith is to be public, and it is to be expressed here. Now, And I, and I want us to, to understand this. If we have trouble expressing our faith here, Amongst others that have the, the like faith, same faith, if we have trouble doing it here, how in the crap are we going to do it out there? How is that going to happen? That, this is why the, the one and others are so vitally important. If we can't do it here, how are we going to do it out there? Understanding here that, that, that we come together for encouragement, the motivation. I love this. So we come together for encouragement, this love and good works. But the whole motivation is because Jesus is not dead. Right? Jesus is coming back. When? I don't know. Please don't ask me that, that question either. When do you think? Is, he, is Jesus coming back you know, before the millennium or after the millennium? Or is he, is he riding the millennium falcon? Or is he? That's a Star Wars term, right? Wow, I got one. Even though I can't stand Star Wars. When, I don't know when Jesus is coming back. It says he is coming back. And he says, do be ready. So whenever that may be. It may be before the Browns game today. Which would be the awesomest thing for the Browns in, in the history, right? <laughs> Steelers are much better this year, so just saying. But it says that we our motivation to encourage one another is, hey, we need to get ready. John says, like, so that we're not ashamed when Jesus comes back. So that when he splits the sky, actually it's this way, when he splits the sky open and he comes back, big tattoo on his leg, because he does, he got a tattoo, and he had a big tattoo and he's got this sore coming out of his mouth and he's got this army with him. He's not Brad Pitt with the fluffy hair. No, he's coming back. When he comes back, we don't want to like, uh, I got to run away. No, 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 we want to stand there and be like, yes, there's my dude, Right? There's, there's one I've been waiting for. That's what is the motivation. That's the motivation in which we're to have. Too many times we, we live our lives with the motivation of the world and the motivation of creation instead of the motivation of the creator. He's coming back. And when he comes back, we got to be ready. That, that, that is my, my heart's plea. It's like, I want, we can't talk for all of the churches anywhere else other than this church. I want us to be ready. So when we're sitting around the, the, the table at the marriage supper of the Lamb, I'm looking across the table and I'm seeing all of these beautiful faces. I'm seeing all of these, okay, wow, this is, this is awesome. I'm seeing the loved ones that have gone before us. I'm seeing these faces. I'm like, yes. This is what it's all about. But if we can't get it right here, if we can't enact these, these, these uh, 47 uh, one another's and how we're to, 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 to live now, man, we got, we got, we got a, 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 a barrier then in, in, in our path. Because what's happening is there's a barrier that's keeping us to be able to enjoy 
I'll say it this way, and hear me out. I don't believe that, that, that heaven is here now, but to enjoy a little taste of heaven. We can come to church and actually enjoy one another. Oh! And not fight and gripe and complain and moan and stuff, you know? We, we, we can do that, and we can see a little glimpse of heaven. Because that's what God wants for us now. So if, if we see this little glimpse of heaven here, other people, are, they're going to say, wow. I want to be a part of that. I want to do, that's what, that's what I want. And so we can say, hey, come on, come on in. And let us, let us show you what, what Christ has done. And for that, we are encouraged. And for that, we welcome.